You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1498, where Michelle Barr and I get together for a deep dive into girths, girth materials, and girth fitting. This episode is brought to you by Practical Horsemen On Demand. Train with top hunter, jumper, and eventing professionals anytime, anywhere with Practical Horsemen On Demand. Your membership gives you access to hundreds of how-to training videos taught by top-level hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing pros, exclusive interviews and lectures, slow-motion demonstrations, insider access to private clinics and lessons, and step-by-step tutorials. New content is always being rolled out, so there are always new videos available on the topics important to you. Join now for just $24.99 a month and take your training to the next level with Practical Horsemen On Demand. I got a request from listener Alexis, and I she wants to know about fitting girths. Trying to fit a short girth to a cross-country saddle, which has long billets, which is, means I'm guessing that it's going to be a monoflap saddle, and she wants to get mm-hmm. as short a girth as possible, but doesn't want the girth to conflict with the horse's elbows. I'm going to turn you loose on this one first, Michelle, and see where you're going with it, because this is, this is uh, it's a big topic, really. It is a big topic, and it's important. I don't think a lot of people think this far ahead when choosing tack. A lot of people just pick up whatever, and then there's a problem. So I'm really pleased to hear that someone's thinking ahead about the welfare of their horse. Um, Yeah, you can get into trouble with a short girth. If it's too short, you will certainly impact the horse's range of motion. You'll um, run up into their elbows, Um, and that's not going to make anybody happy. Uh, Nobody's going to want to jump. Or, or do any sort of significant work if their elbows are getting all blistered up, uh, and pinching, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So the big thing for me is to make sure it's long enough. Um, the rule of thumb I always heard was for your long girth, take whatever size girth you wear, assuming everyone knows how to, to fit their, their long girth correctly, and subtract 20. And that'll give you at least a starting place to try for your short girth. We always had the same rule of thumb. Yep. Grew up in the same school of how to, how to get, choose what size to get. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, from the, and, and again, we're assuming that Alexis is using a monoflap saddle versus an all-purpose mm-hmm. style of saddle, which sometimes has longer billets because their flaps are slightly longer than perhaps a show jumping saddle might be. Um, well, and some of those are universally billeted too, um, and I, I'm going to assume if it if it's not a monoflap saddle that she's looking for uh, a more close contact feel mm-hmm. when she goes around. Right. Yeah. Something that, um, and this might be a little bit off top topic for Alexis specifically, but I think in many cases, people do not take into account the fit of the saddle because if the saddle doesn't fit the horse properly, in other words, the balance that we're irregardless Mm -hmm. of the width of the tree and things like that. If the balance is incorrect, the billets will not hang perpendicular to the horse's girth area. To the ground. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what girth you put on there. 
it's not going to work. It right. ain't going to work. It's so, true. And that goes with a long girth as well as a short girth. But I think it's even more important with a short girth, um, you know, if your billets are pointed forward, say. I would agree. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that and that actually applies to Western saddles and English saddles. Forward, middle. Well, back. and we have three billets. And, we and can so you them. can yes. you can sort of if you're smart about it, you use the front two or the front and the back. Um it's a sort of for lack of a better word, customize mm-hmm. uh, what's going on with your your girth and in your saddle. Yeah. Now have you ever used and golly it's 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 escaping me. A humane girth. It's called a humane girth where the two buckles that attach to your billets are actually two buckles attached to one strap, and that one oh, strap runs through fine. a ring. Have you ever used those? Yeah. You know, I haven't, but I had uh, one of my adults in Baton Rouge had one. Um, I don't know a lot about them. They're supposed to be super comfortable. I myself personally prefer elastic on both ends or uh, an elastic panel in the middle. But I have not. Have you used those um, humane guards? I have not. They seem to be gaining popularity, particularly amongst the dressage or short girth crowd. Really? But I've per- I can't personally um, address them, but it would kind of make sense if you have a horse that's funny to get girthed up and or billets that are a little uneven because one stretched out more than the other kind of makes sense. Now, where do you where do you come in? Where do you weigh in on the elastic on just one end of your girth? Uh, I don't like that. I, I much prefer the elastic on both sides. Or, now, when I ride in the side saddle, we use a girth with no elastic. Mm-hmm. Because we're looking to get as snug as we can, right? No roll, that sort no of. No nothing, right? <laughs> yeah. Please, no nothing. Yeah, your life I depends want that on. I want to sit still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I think I'm on the same yeah, page you are there. Else. Yeah, I'm. I'm an elastic on both ends, and I've used the one that has um, a leather panel in the center, and then along about mm-hmm. where the horse horse's rib cage starts to turn up towards his elbows. There's elastic, and then it's leather again at the top. I've used that one. That was my really, I really liked that girth. That was yeah, nice. Yeah, those are nice. Um, gave those the horse lots nice. of elbow room. Now, speaking of el- elbow room, um, providing that the saddle fits properly, mm-hmm. and you're using a short girth, they're short-shaped girths and short, mm-hmm. straight girths. Um, yep. where, where do you, where do you fall on that one? Do you think the shaped girth is a better idea as far as keeping, giving the horse maximum clearance through the elbows? I have both. And my experience is it comes down to the conformation of the horse and how they're built. Um, I like to have a shaped girth just as a matter of preference. That way I can use it on more. I feel, I don't know that I have a scientific reasoning behind that. I certainly don't have any sort of experiments that I've done one mm-hmm. horse to the other. Um, but some horses seem to wear a straight one better. Uh, my thoroughbred does. Uh, my warm bloods seem to fit better in a shaped one. Yeah. I think that the classic thoroughbred rib cage, when viewed from the front looks like an upside down pear and it, mm, yeah. it just it gets just it, there's room for the girth to hang there and the elbow can move back and forth versus you look at your 
classic typical warm blood or draft cross, his rib cage mm-hmm. when viewed from the front is a little bit more like an apple. Yeah. And, and there's just there's just not there's just not a lot of of uh, vertical space there between the girth yeah. and that elbow. So you know the yeah. the slimmer a fit you can get, the better. Um, mm-hmm. And another, and going back just a little bit, one more comment on elastic on your girth is don't go cheap on the elastic. A lot of times, no, even an, no. even expensive girths, and I won't mention any brand names, but there are a number of. Mm-hmm of high-end brand name girths that are well-made and have the nastiest, mm-hmm. cheapest, stretchiest elastic. Um, yes. Check the elastic too. It's not just the girth yeah. or the brand name. Make sure you get good quality elastic that yeah. when you buy it off the shelf at the tax store, it, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, you shouldn't be able to take that elastic and give it a good stretch. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree completely, uh, especially for cross-country. Yeah. You know, you're going to be in the water. You're going to be a lot of sweat. That's just don't play around with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what about since you've moved south, what are your feelings on neoprene versus leather uh, or nylon or uh, materials? Sort of materials as a yes. whole? Yeah. I have, a, a, yeah. A construction. Yeah. I have always been a leather snob. I will prerequisite mm-hmm. with that. But since we have mm-hmm. moved here to Florida and my tack lives in a non-climate controlled room. I have mm-hmm. slowly but surely been replacing all of my leather tack with s- synthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the neoprene that is, and I don't even know if it's it's patented and just made by um, professionals choice anymore, but I like the neoprene they make. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have, unfortunately though, I have had horses that will react to it yep. and, and get little rubs. But yep. I but I like it. So it's one that I try. I don't care as much for the neoprene that has kind of a smooth vinyl-y feel for it. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be slippery. I just, I can't get comfortable with it psychologically. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah. leather snob, it's either really good leather or no leather at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I Whenever it comes to leather tack, I always, especially with girth, because they get stiff so easily. You want a girth that's mm-hmm. soft and supple. Um, I always bought the best one I could get. And I think in this day and age, the cotton or mohair string girth is highly underutilized. You think? I never had good luck with those growing up. We used them a lot growing up. And uh, again, I mean, it's hot, it's humid, everyone's sweaty. Um, They seem to either stretch or break or horses would break out with a big old girth gall. I have one. I have a short um, string girth and I use it just as a show and tell for stable management. <laughs> I've had, I've had very good luck with a proper mohair string girth, which looks just like a proper Western mohair girth. The the string. Well, is and it may pretty, be again, quality like the elastic. Right. right. And when I had a big string of school ponies to deal with and many different sizes, we had lots of those so that we would have something mm-hmm. that would fit everybody. And I really liked them for the ponies. Now, if you have one of those ponies who, or horses, because especially with so many draft crosses trotting around nowadays mm-hmm. under saddle, if you have a horse whose saddle wants to slide forward, that type of confirmation mm-hmm. with a very round apple-shaped barrel and elbows that fit very tight to their conformation, mm-hmm. a string girth is probably not going to be your friend because what happens is 
the rib cage is rounded in such a fashion that it literally shoves the girth up under their elbows. Yes. And it it's just not a pleasant thing. So if you've yeah. got one of those, don't go don't bother going there. Just get you something with a little more substance. <laughs> um so we've got to have if you've got a short girth, you need it long enough that the gir- the buckles are not going to interfere interfere with the horse's elbows. But not so long that you've run all the way up to your right panel of your saddle because that right. then defeats the point of it the short defeat. girth and the close contact and right. So if all you've got these a, other good things. right, so if you've got a horse that has a round barrel, in other words, apple shaped from the front, it's going to be harder mm-hmm. to fit him because you're not going to have as much distance between the bottom of his barrel and the bottom edge edge of your flap. A horse that has a long I narrow rib cage like a thoroughbred. It's going to be easier fit because for the size of horse, he's going to take up more girth. He's got I more distance so. in there. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So use that mathematical formula. Subtract 20 <laughs> inches. Very scientific. It is. But here's, here's the caveat. Measure your girth and subtract yes. 20, 20 from the measurement. Don't look at the little stamp on your girth because after six months, it's really not that size anymore. That's what I was going to say because that sucker will stretch. <laughs> It's amazing how much those things will stretch. And sometimes when you buy yep. them right off the shelf, they're not that size. That's 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 fact too. And make sure you lay it flat. You know, just hold it up and let it have a big bow in the middle. Make it perfectly uh, flat. It help if you need it. Yeah. Um. So that's one. Do that measurement and give it a try. Make sure that you've got plenty of working room for your horse's um, elbows. And what I would do is. Before you hop on, it's very common practice to stretch your horse's front legs out before you hop on to get yep. the wrinkles out from underneath. And when I stretch yep. those legs out, I watch where the buckles lie on the horse's rib cage on that short girth. And when I pull that leg forward, if the buckles are still touching where the stretching is going on, in other words, where the wrinkles are being pulled out, mm-hmm. I'm looking at that going, maybe that girth's a little bit too long. I want the buckles high enough so that that part of his body that's pulling back and forth isn't under a buckle. That's a personal thing. Might not work for everybody. I agree. Yeah. Um, So we're going to do that. You're going to get high quality materials and workmanship in your girth, please, because it's what's, it's what's keeping you on the horse and off the ground. Thank you very much. Yes. Well, and like you said, you know, some horses are going to have a reaction to low quality materials. I know my thoroughbred does break out in big old plaques of edema. There you go. Um, and and it's also going to last you a lot longer. It's going to be a lot less likely to to give in. And this is some some advice we used to give out a lot back in the day when we had a little tack shop. If you're one of those people who hates to take good care of your tack, oh, you clean it twice a year whether you have to or not. You don't rub the mud off, blah, blah, blah. If you take very poor care of your tack, you're the person who needs to buy the good quality tack. Yeah. Um, if you're one of those people who's obsessive compulsive about keeping it clean, checking it every day, yada, 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 you're the person who is going to be able to take less expensive tack and make it last a long time. Yeah. I, uh, and for, especially when parents would come in and, and want to buy tack for the family members, it's a little bit like buying a Kia or buying, <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you going to buy yeah, a Kia? Yeah, you're right. Or are you going to buy a Cadillac? If you take the Cadillac yeah. out and you abuse it, it's still going to get 100,000 miles on it. If you buy a yep. Kia and you abuse it, it's going to get 20,000 miles on it. 
Exactly. It's true. Um, That's a great analogy. So if just keep that in mind as you as you invest in your tech because it is an investment for everybody regardless of what price point you can it is afford. An investment. If if you're one it of those is. people who you have to buy inexpensive tech out of necessity and I get that. I have a lot of inexpensive mm-hmm. I have a lot of inexpensive synthetic tech right now. Um, mm-hmm. take good care of it and it for the and let and, you know unless it gets below that hello I just bought it at Wally World. You can still make <laughs> affordable tech last a long time. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <laughs>